From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, Jr. in a matter of days over the past week, the field of Democrats running for their party's presidential nomination narrowed to only two major contenders, former Vice President Joe Biden and U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. It happened after poor showings for the other top-tier candidates in South Carolina and on Super Tuesday. Were you surprised by how quickly the lineup changed? Yeah, it, I don't know if I've ever seen that dramatic of a change in just the span of a couple weeks, if that even, like a week and a half, such a dramatic shift in the race. Now the question is, do you see one of the other, do you see Joe Biden build more momentum? As we go forward, we have tomorrow, we have some significant states like Michigan, I believe, Washington State. A week after that, you have, I think, Illinois, Ohio, Florida. You know, can Biden keep building momentum? Or do you see Sanders flip the switch here and if he wins Michigan, what's that mean? You know, what, what's that do to the race? So it's really fascinating, the ebbs and flows of the momentum that you're seeing this presidential campaign. Do you predict a competitive race between Biden and Sanders by the time Wisconsin has its primary four weeks from tomorrow? I asked that question all last week of people, and the basic response I got was they expect there to be a contested primary in Wisconsin. The question is how intense is it going to be and will it have an impact on who's going to become the nominee. And then go back again to the comment about the, the possible Biden momentum. If Biden keeps winning states, you can see a scenario in which Wisconsin kind of fizzles a bit and come April 7th, it doesn't really matter that Biden's in such a path with delegates that he's unstoppable. Same time, you know, if it's more of a split, if Sanders starts racking up wins, then it could be more intense for us. And, you know, the general consensus last week was that you know, Sanders is not going to drop out no matter what. He he fought through the, the convention in 2016. The expectations he would do that again this time, even if he was out of the running for the nomination, if Biden had come close to locking up the pledged delegates, to earn delegates to, to win the nomination, he'd still keep fighting. Plus, you know, Wisconsin, uh, Sanders won 71 of 72 counties here four years ago. So you would think that this is a place he'd want to do well. Also, uh, billionaire businessman Mike Bloomberg, who spent more than a half billion dollars on his bid, says he'll now tap his fortune to fund Democratic field offices in six key states, including Wisconsin. Bloomberg has endorsed Joe Biden. So what do you think this effort will look like here? Well, good question. Uh, We're still waiting to see details. And don't forget, he's not going to be alone. I mean, there are all kinds of groups on both sides of the aisle who have targeted Wisconsin for turnout operations. And the question I've kind of been asking people is, at what point is there a diminishing return for the additional dollars put in here? Like there are only so many times you can contact voters, only so many doors you can knock, only, only so many new people you can contact. Is there a point where it's saturated and it's overwhelming for people? But uh, like it or not, I, if you're a Wisconsin voter in a key area, you're gonna get door knocks this fall, you're gonna get phone calls, you're gonna get lit pieces. It is gonna be intense because right now, we look like one of those four or five states that could be a tipping point or even the tipping point in who the next president is. In another development, state Supreme Court Justice Daniel Kelly, who is running for re-election April 7th, has been criticized by the state Democratic Party 
for holding a fundraiser at a shooting range. The event was held the day after a worker at the Molson Coors Brewery in Milwaukee killed five co-workers. Kelly, who was appointed by Republican Governor Scott Walker a few years ago, is running for a 10-year term on the court and faces a challenge from liberal-leaning Dane County Circuit Judge Jill Karofsky. Could the criticism of Kelly's fundraiser affect him at the polls? You know, maybe. A lot of times those stories are like one-day things where they get a little bit of attention. And two, we're in such a polarized environment anymore in Wisconsin that after that story broke, Kelly was trying to raise money off of the story, you know, criticizing kind of the way it was covered. I mean, it's all about motivating your base anymore in this world. And so for him, he can go out and motivate people that, look, he's under attack. And really, go back to the point he made about the turnout for the presidential race. Justice Kelly could run a perfect campaign, and I mean picture-perfect campaign, and still lose uh, and lose by a healthy margin because of that turnout in the presidential. And I'm not, I'm not predicting that. I'm not saying that's a baked in the cake. But if you think about the possibility of that turnout for Democrats being sky high, there's almost sometimes nothing you can do about it. So I don't know if this is really going to be a defining issue in the race. It really is. Tell me what the turnout looks like April 4th or 5th, and I can tell you something like this is going to matter. All right. And finally, Wisconsin health leaders tried to assure state lawmakers at a hearing last week that the risk of a widespread coronavirus outbreak remains low here. They say discussions are underway about how to handle potential outbreaks at long-term care facilities, prisons, and places where people congregate. The health officials urged people to stay calm. Then the state reported that more than a dozen new patients are being tested for coronavirus. What's the sentiment in the Capitol about the potential threat? And did the hearing from health leaders help satisfy people's concerns? Um, I think people are still trying to figure out what's going on and keeping an eye on this. You know, we're not the eye of the storm. We're not like on the coast right now or, or Washington State, for example, what's going on out there. But we did have the first positive. Now that person, I believe, has since recovered. So that's great news. Um, but what's interesting about us is What's to come, especially with the Democratic National Convention, don't forget, um, we don't know how things are going to progress, how long it's going to last, all those things. But you're talking about, what, some 50,000 people coming to Milwaukee from across the country in July. And don't forget, there'll be international media coming in like that. That is a nightmare scenario for some people in Milwaukee with this convention about what to expect. They don't know what to expect or how it's, this is going to impact that event. But it's really, you know a unique event, that in the Republican National Convention, that you're seeing this country, if this is still going on come summer, what precautions will have to take with all those people getting together at the same place from all across, not just the country, but the world. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.